0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Thursday, March 4th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangrenenation.com. I want to give a special shout out to those of you who subscribe to this podcast for taking some time out of your day to listen. And if you'd like to join that group, just go to your favorite podcast source and hit the subscribe button and we will automatically deliver new episodes to you each morning as they are posted. Also, if you like this show, give it a good review. We have a lot of recent Jets news to discuss on today's show. I briefly alluded to it at the start of yesterday's Mailbag podcast, but on Tuesday night, news broke of the first major player personnel move of the offseason for the New York Jets, and it was an obvious one. It was one we've been expecting. Henry Anderson will be released Anderson was set to count $9.5 million against the salary cap in 2021, which is way too much money for what he provides as a solid run-stopping interior defensive lineman. The move saves the Jets $8.2 million against the salary cap, and they will have to deal with $1.3 million in dead money. And if you're not familiar with what dead money is, that's money that counts against the salary cap for a player, even after you've cut or traded them. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Player's not on the team anymore, but he counts against your salary cap. Fortunately for the Jets, the hit is not that great, and they are able to get 8.2 of that $9.5 million back. You, know, you look back at the Henry Anderson era with the Jets, and originally it was a good move. It's interesting because Mike McCagnan had a few of these types of moves where the initial trade was good for a player, and you got a productive season out of the player, but then you give him a contract that's too big, and it turns into a negative. It happened with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know what, if you want to go back, you can even go back to Mike Tannenbaum. That happened with Santonio Holmes when the Jets traded for him in 2010 and got a really good year out of him, and then gave Holmes a mistake contract and ended up living to regret it. It was a similar concept as the Jets traded a late round pick to the Colts back in 2018 for Anderson. He stepped in and had a really good 2018 season, posted seven sacks for the team, and got that lucrative contract in the offseason, and really has not been productive as a pass rusher since then. And it's, it's very tempting to look back on the Henry Anderson era and say he regressed, but I'm not sure that's necessarily accurate. I don't think he regressed as much as 2018 was kind of an outlier season. And here's why I say that. And I want to put out the disclaimer that sacks are not everything. You know, consistently generating pressure is more helpful than sacks, but sacks can kind of illuminate things. And I think in the case of Henry Anderson, sacks kind of do illuminate things because he had 7 sacks in 2018 the entire rest of his career combined, you put all the games in the rest of his career that did not take place in 2018. He's got four and a half sacks total. So kind of obvious just looking at the numbers. And you know, if you dug deeper into the film, you could have seen that Anderson was not a guy who was going out there dominating one on one. A lot of his sacks were kind of hustle and effort and being in the right place at the right time. And those are all good qualities. But those don't guarantee you sacks. If they guaranteed you sacks, Anderson would have more than four and a half in his non-2018 seasons. And I think the lessons of Anderson are actually applicable to the Jets. And I think this is something that they may want to consider heading into the off season. Obviously, a different front office than the one that gave him that contract. But I think there's a temptation when you're a bad team to look at a productive player And say, we can't afford to lose this guy. We have to pay this guy no matter what. Now, was this the rationale behind the Jets bringing back Anderson at the time? I I don't know. I wasn't in the front office. But I think that there was reason to believe perhaps that was the case. But even if there wasn't, it's still a good example. It still shows you why this thinking can lead you down a bad road. Because ultimately, if you're a really bad team, Sometimes you look at any halfway decent player as like a a star. Sometimes you overrate players when you're really bad. A, A functional player looks like a star level player in comparison to their teammates. And there's a real temptation to overpay these guys to avoid having them hit the open market because your philosophy is that we were already this bad. How can we afford to lose one of our few decent players? But this is kind of counterproductive, I think, because... If you're a bad team, losing a player like that's really not going to make that big of a difference. There was an old expression once by a famous baseball executive talking to a star player who wanted a contract extension. He said, we finished last with you. We finished last without you. Now, that's not to say that, you know, you just let any decent player go if you're a bad team. But the point is that you're not going to get better by overpaying guys even if they're decent players. You're going to get better by improving the quality of your roster, by making deals that make sense moving forward. So, And I think that that's a good lesson for the New York Jets. And I think that, unfortunately, they've learned it the hard way. And I don't think Anderson's the first case where they've learned this lesson the hard way. But this kind of ties into what the Jets are dealing with with another player heading into the offseason. In fact, it, it ties in a couple of different ways. Because this actually prompted indirectly, the agent of probably the Jets, the best Jets player who's about to hit free agency to express his frustration on Twitter. And that's what we will talk about here going ahead on the Locked on Jets podcast. Chain stores have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they are always reliably low. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write "Locked On" in their "How did you hear about us?" box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. This is the Locked On Jets podcast. On this Thursday, in our first segment, we talked about how the Jets released Henry Anderson after three seasons with the team. And the release of Anderson had a bit of a chain reaction the other night. There was some analysis from analysts on Twitter, and one of these pieces of analysis got a response from the agent of the top Jets free agent uh, who was about to hit the open market. Field Yates of ESPN, when discussing the release of Anderson, noted the favorable cap situation the Jets could be in this, this offseason. Yates wrote, the Jets could have $80 million in cap space or more by the time free agency begins. They have five first-round picks over the next th- three drafts, tied with the Lions for the most. Any player available, be it free agency or a trade, the Jets have the resource to, resources to try and acquire him. Good point by Field Yates. Jets are set up this offseason. This tweet got a reply from the agent of Marcus May. May's agent replied, yet refused to take care of their best player, captain and team voted MVP in his prime who had several all pro votes, and who even played out his entire rookie deal and changed positions on in his contract year after they got rid of last year's all pro safety. So Marcus May's agent essentially expressing frustration in a he's responding to a tweet by Field Yates talking about how much cap space the Jets have by saying Jets are not giving Marcus May that money. So How much do you want to read into this? Well, I think it's pretty obvious that May's agent's not pleased with the direction things are going. He's not pleased with the pace at which things are going. Joe Douglas addressed that in a press conference he held yesterday. Now, yesterday, Joe Douglas and Robert Salas spoke to the press. And the reason they did that is this is traditionally the time of year they'd have a press conference at the NFL scouting combine. There's no scouting combine this year, however. Douglas has said that Douglas did say at the press conference the Jets want May long term. He said that our plans ha- our plan hasn't changed when he was asked about the status of negotiations. He also said that the team has had productive conversations with May's representatives. Doesn't sound like that on May's end. You know, we'll have to wait and see. As I always say, these negotiations can get tough. And just because negotiations get tough does not necessarily mean that they are doomed. It just means that they're tough. It's in the team's incentive to try and work out a contract as low as possible. It's in the player's interest to try and work out a contract as big as possible. It's probably not a great thing, though, that May's agent is taking this public. How much does that mean, though? I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But I think a lot of the principles I mentioned with Henry Anderson also apply to May. You know, May's agent talked about how he was the team MVP and he was you know a team captain and he had you know and these are all things that helped the Jets obviously obviously May's a very good player but you also have to consider he was a team MVP of a 2 and 14 team. You know, a good team Marcus May should not be your MVP. So I would like Marcus May to stay. I've been a Marcus May fan since they drafted him. I remember the night the Jets drafted Marcus May. There were lots of Jets fans who were very upset about the fact the team had taken a safety in the second round after taking Jamal Adams in the first round. I was not one of them. I was a Marcus May fan heading into the draft. I really liked the pick. And I really felt for his first three years or so, he did not get the credit he deserved. He kind of was overshadowed by Jamal Adams, So in a way, I'm kind of happy to see him get the recognition he deserves as a solid player. But you also have to consider the other side of this. I think it is in the Jets' interest to work out a reasonable contract with May. But I do think there's a price where May becomes too expensive. And it goes back to what I said with Anderson, where you don't want to fall fall into the trap of thinking that just because you're a bad team, you can't afford to lose any player who's halfway decent. Now, one thing I want to make clear, that doesn't mean that you just replace players with total scrubs. What I'm saying is that you have to allocate your money properly. And there might be a better value out there than May on a very expensive contract. So it's a tough spot for the Jets, because pretty much every fan wants May to stay, and I want May to stay. But you have to work out a deal that makes sense financially. You know, May being the team MVP is great, but how much does being the team MVP really matter when you're 2-14? and 14? Could the money be spent better elsewhere? You know, you look at what May brings to the table. He is a solid safety. But, you know, he's not a big-time playmaker. He's not a guy who forces a ton of turnovers, makes a ton of game-changing plays. And there, safety is a position where there are typically quality guys available on the market for relatively cheap. So your odds of replacing somebody like Marcus May, what he brings to the table, are higher than they might be at another position. And these are all the factors that need to be considered. And I'm speaking very broadly, I'm speaking very generally here, because that's the only way you can view this thing from the outside. We don't know what offers have been exchanged so far. We don't know how much the Jets value May. We don't know how much May wants from the Jets you know, if May's is going out there asking 15 million for asking for $15 million a year. It's very different from the Jets only offering like $5 million a year. If the Jets are only offering $5 million a year, I'd say, you know, the Jets are being a little cheap here, Jets need to raise their offer. If May's is demanding $15 million a year, I'd be inclined to say, you know, he's got to go somewhere else to get that he's not worth that kind of money. So without knowing any of this, it's difficult to say, you know, how interested the Jets are, how interested May's and in, who's really to blame for this contract situation. But I think looking at this broadly, I think the ins- the instinct is going to be to blame the Jets for not getting this done. But there's more that goes into it than that. May's a solid player, but May's not the type of player you build your franchise. He's not a foundational player. He's more of a, a role player. And there's a price where he makes sense, but there's also a price where maybe he doesn't make so much sense for the Jets. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code On. It's one word with no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked on Jets podcast on this Thursday, talking about recent Jets news. As I mentioned, yesterday, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas spoke to the media in a press conference that essentially replaces their annual press conference at the NFL scouting combine, Almost every team has their head coach and general manager speak to the press at the Combine, but there is no Combine this year. So Douglas and Salah decided to speak to the press yesterday, and there have been plenty of stories written about what the two guys said. Ultimately, I don't read too much into this because there's lots of very broad general talk that essentially you hear from every general manager douglas was asked a a hypothetical question about would you trade a lot of draft picks for one player i guess the question was kind of about deshaun watson indirectly and he made some comment about how you know they want to build through the draft and now everybody's taking that to mean the jets aren't going to trade for deshaun watson and i you know i don't know if that's true or not every general manager tells you that they want to value their draft picks and they want to build through the draft. And the Jets have extra picks. You know, as we just heard from Field Yates in his tweet, the Jets have five first round picks in the next three years. So they have plenty of resources if they want to make a big trade. Now, will they make a big trade? I don't know. But I think people are maybe reading a little bit too much into some statement Joe Douglas made about how he wants to build through the draft, because Douglas said something that pretty much all the other 31 general managers would also say if asked that question. At least that's what I think. But I do think there was one notable thing Douglas said yesterday, and that was about the quarterback position. Now, he did not commit to doing anything at the quarterback, but the fact he did not commit, I think, is notable he mentioned when he was asked that he would listen to phone calls about Sam Darnold. If teams were interested in trading for Darnold, he would listen. I think that's notable because it would be very easy to say Sam's our guy going forward. Why do I say that? Because that's exactly what Douglas would have said a year ago. That's exactly what the Jets were saying two years ago. There was no doubt that Sam Darnold was the guy going forward. There was no question that there was never a, a question of them listening to offers for Sam Darnold. They, weren't, they were not going to do that a year ago, two years ago. Does this mean Darnold is definitively gone? No, but it does mean the Jets are at least thinking about their options, as they should. You know, I, I don't think the Jets would be doing their jobs if they weren't considering their other options, but the fact Douglas said it out loud shows you that they're at least thinking about making a move. Does that mean Darnold is 100% gone? No, because they need to evaluate their other options, and they need to find an option that they think is superior to Darnold if they're going to make a move. But it's notable that they're not committing to him. When you're not committing to a quarterback, that tends to be pretty ominous for the incumbent starter. It at least shows you that they don't have all the confidence in Darnold that they did maybe a year or, or two ago. And to me, like that's the takeaway from from these press conferences. It's not, you know, the general manager telling you we're going to build through the draft or, you know, we're going to try and find good fits in free agency or things like that. The fact that the Jets are willing to at least consider moving on from from Darnold, I think is is kind of the takeaway from the Douglas Sala press conference. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy this show, Subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a good Thursday, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow to end our week.